and uh, very grateful to have people who can play music, people who can play guitars, and who can sing, who can, who can dance. And I appreciate when people dance in the church. I really do. I, I appreciate it because, you know, there's some there's moves of the spirit that that you can't get into unless you make movement in those directions. Brother Hagen said he was in a meeting one time years ago and uh, <clears throat> and he saw everybody dance and he goes, boy, I sure wish that stuff would get on me. Boy, I really wish I just, and you know, the scripture, he, he, he's talked about that and he said, you know, I saw everybody dancing. He goes, I started out in the flesh dancing, but I ended up in the spirit. You know, some of you, you end up coming to church and you, you expect your life to, you come in one way and then you start touching in, you start, you start being, you start being a part of what God is doing. And before you know it, you end up in the spirit. Before you know it, you get healed. Before you know it, you get delivered. Before you know it, you're, you're walking in God's truths. And, and you're no longer living in darkness. You know, I remember living in darkness. I don't know about you all, but when I, when I lived in darkness, it was a hard road. You know, I don't understand folks that could go back to a world. I don't get it. I've seen it happen. I really, I have, and it's just sad. But the Bible talks about in these end times that the that you know that there that there will be those whose hearts will wax gross and and, the, and they'll walk away from the, the walk away from that even the very elect will be deceived right. Yeah. So if deception is something that can happen, how many of you know that you and I have as a believer have got to fortify our hearts in such a way that guards our hearts? Yeah. Yeah. How many of you know you, we ought to guard, you and I are, are are charged with a noble task. Of guarding your heart. Yes, amen. How many of you know God can't save you on uh, uh, unless you want Him to save you? That's right. That's right. He will never go beyond your will. Right. You have got to want His will in your life. Yes. That's why. That's why Jesus said. That's why Jesus said. How do you pray? That kingdom come on, on on your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Right. right? So God's wanting to bring heaven yes. and to invade earth. Yes. Your job, believe it or not, is to bring heaven on earth. Yeah, that's right. Amen. How can we bring heaven on earth if we have a bad attitude? Uh-huh. How can we ha- bring heaven on earth if we're not connected to the Father? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, that's the big one. Yeah. Because we can read our Bibles and think we're connecting with God. And, and to a certain degree, we are connecting with God. But really, fellowship goes beyond just reading your Bibles. Fellowship goes on with praying to the Father. Yeah. Speaking to Jesus, talking to speaking in tongues, getting into the things of the spirit, getting in front of the Lord and worshiping him. Say, God, how great you are, how great you are in my life and magnifying him. You know, we've we spent a number of weeks and degrees of time just saying, you know, magnifying God. Well, you say, is all this magnifying God? uh, 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 What's the purpose of it? Well, it's making God bigger over your life. Then, then versus uh, making the problems bigger over your life. Right. However, when you were a little kid, got a paper cut. And you were like, you, you magnify that paper cut. It just got worse. You're like, oh, it hurts. It hurts so bad. Yeah. I remember one time I got a paper cut. And my cousin says, why don't you put some lemon juice on it? And I said, he goes, why? He goes, he goes, it might make it feel better, liar. He's a, he, was a, he was a dirty dog liar. I went and put on the orange juice. I go, ah! See, and, and here's, that's, that's how the devil would trick you. Why don't you put a lemon, little lemon juice? Or how about I put a little salt on there? That's not not how God operates. God operates in such a way that he's bringing you and I from glory to glory. 
Right. He, he, he didn't bring you to church. He t- you can leave you one way. He brought you to church right. so that you can leave different. Yes. And every time we come to church, we're coming with the expectation, I'm leaving different. Yes. But your leaving is not, con- is, is, it's not just how you leave, but what's leading you as you leave. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Let's open our Bibles to Romans chapter 8. So the question I have for you this evening is, what is leading you? What is causing you and, and what is leading you and what is, what are you following? Amen. Because regardless of any illusion that you may have, that to a greater degree, some people, well, I'm not following anything really. I'm just kind of, you're either following something closely or you're not. All right. And over here in Romans chapter eight, verse 12, he, Jesus, or not Jesus, Paul talks to the Romans the church of Romans, but how many of you know he's not just talking to the church of Romans, he's talking to the, the, the body of Christ. He's talking to the, the, the church, he's talking to the elect, he's talking to you, he's talking to me. You got to put your when Paul talks, anytime you read any of the Pauline uh, books, you've got to think he's talking, say it, he's talking to me. It's God talking to you. It's, it's God fellowshipping with you. Yeah. See, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are the Gospels. That's the good news. It's what Jesus was going to do. It's what he's going to But they're the full revelation. Say the full revelation. Comes through Paul. We start to see things that the prior church could not see. In fact, they had a tough time believing. But when they got the Holy Ghost, that's when things began to change, right? Yeah. That's when the building began to shook. That's when people started to look. Are these men drunk? No, they're not drunk. These men are full of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Being it's only the 12th hour of the day. Yeah. Yeah. How is it we hear them and see them declaring the, the very powers of war, uh, the very nature of, of what God is wanting to do? Yeah. They're like, wow, this is amazing. See, when people look at you, do they look, man, what are they following? Yeah. What, what do you know, you, you tend to look like what you follow. So people who are surfers, what do they look like? Surfers. <laughs> you can tell when you look at their car. They got the surfboard on top. It's got that bit of that nature-y look to it. Even the car looks like, like the nature. So me and Pastor Melina have got this joke because anytime anybody from Europe's on TV, they go, yeah, we like the nature. <laughs> See, you take on the very course, the very nature of the thing you closely follow. If you follow the cholo lifestyle, you start walking around. You start doing the thing. And to do the dance. Right? If you, depending on what kind of the neighborhood that you live, you, and you have a very soulish way of dancing, somebody might, might be able to figure out. Right? Yeah, because there's a certain and whatever you're following, that's what you're going to end up looking like. So the question we ask ourselves, what do I look like? What do I look like? Do I look like a cowboy? Do, do, what do I identify? Do I, what do I identify as? And see, God is wanting to change what we identify with. That's why when we've talked about our identification be found in Christ, we our identity is not. And is, I'm being a mom or it's not being a dad. 
but it's who we are in Christ. And the closer we follow, the greater, the greater identification with the thing that we follow. You know, it's, it's, a very, it's a very interesting thing for myself that when I see people no following the Lord anymore. And I ask the Lord, what was, what's up with that? I really have, you, you see someone following the devil and obviously who used to follow God, even preach, seeing them preach the word, and then they start following Satan. I mean, point to blank, they even say they're following Satan. I mean, their whole, I've seen it happen like, like a, not even a handful of times, but just enough to make me like, what's going on there? Yeah. But the Lord says what happens is people serve God with their intellect and not with their spirit. When people serve God purely with their intellect, they miss the most precious thing, which is a full connection with their spirit. There's only so, I mean, there's only so far that your brain and your mind can connect to the Father. Your spirit, your spirit is desires. It's like you can't, your head can't just, your body can't just survive by just reading books. You have to feed your body in order to live. In order for your spirit to live, you must feed your spirit. That's why deception comes in, because people don't just, they try to get soulishly connected through their minds. And really, it's not about connecting their minds. It's not always about the do's and the do's. It's about connecting with the Father and connect with the leadings. That's where we get into here, over here in Romans chapter 8. Verse 14, that's, where it's, that's why the scripture, Paul says it and pins it so eloquently. He says, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. How do you identify? Son of God. Daughter of God. Daughter of the Most High. When people look at you, child of God. Say, I am a child of God. I identify with Christ. Everybody's trying to change their pronouns. I don't know what anybody has to say. What's your pronoun, Jesus Christ? That's that in him who set me free. All I know is that my Redeemer lives. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And because I know that my Redeemer lives, and that in verse 15, for he has not received the spirit, I have not received the the spirit of bondage again to fear. Come on. You know, I've said this over the years, and I kind of like wondered why I said, like, you know, God's not holding out. Why people, and Pastor goes, well, people don't always think that God's holding out on them. I go, you know, you're right. I think it's because, you know, how when you grow up, a certain way of thinking like that. So I just kind of, I thought that's how I thought growing up. Oh, you know, God's just holding out on me, you know, as a kid. But I didn't know. So I just assumed that everybody's kind of like has gone through it. But not everybody goes through the same circumstance. Not everybody goes through the same thing or has the same background where they, they felt a certain way. But you see, I, found, I, I have found that the more I connect with Jesus with my heart, the less of that feeling, the less of that thought tries to even remotely percolate in my mind. It's not even a thought. I am so in love with Pastor Melina that it's not even a thought to think that she would ever mess around. I could, it's, I, and she knows it. You know how she knows? She hears me, Melina, I love you, baby. Even when I'm sleeping, <laughs> even when I'm sleeping, I tell her I love her. 
It's true. Even the kids will tell you that. We were, we were in a hotel, we were, we were, I, me and the girls, and I was, I was out. I love you, Melina Joy. I love you. And they're like, Mom, he tells you he loves you when you sleep. <laughs> I can't help it. I'm grateful. Man, you've been through a lot of bad relationships. You get grateful for the good one that you do got. When, you, when, you, when, when you've been through a lot of uh, the devil just beating you up, and when you find God, you're like, you're grateful for the relationship that you got with him. And if you're not grateful, it's because you're too busy trying to figure it out in your stinking head. Stinking thinking will bring you nowhere. Wrong thinking will never deliver a person. In fact, it is foolishness. Proverbs talks about the foolishness of, the, of humanity's own scale and how they weigh things and how they perceive things. God says your way of uh, keeping things in account, even your very scale that you use to weigh and, and hold your values is even an abomination to me. In other words, it's, so why use it? Why try to judge God? Why try to judge people? Why, why judge anyone? Why not just put it down and just start connecting? Yes. Just connect. Yes. Just start connecting with God. Connecting. You start connecting with God, things will open up. Right. You know, the first thing that happens when I started connecting with God, my eyes opened up. Yes. The eyes of my understanding were now being enlightened. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's a great trade-off. Yes. What a great trade-off to, just to go from, from a way of darkness into light. I mean, I, re- I, dude, I, <laughs> I say dude. That's how you know I'm from the 80s, dude. <laughs> Gosh. Oh, man, the prayers. Oh. You know, when I'm... When I'm uh, trying to put, put something here. Here we go. Let's open our Bibles over here to First um, Peter's. First Peter's. My Mexican side is coming out already. I said, I say first, Peter. Yeah. Well, I may change my mind. Do you guys mind if I change my mind? Let's open your Bible to Ephesians chapter one, verse 16. Because there's a way that you and I ought to connect with God on a daily basis. Yeah. Amen. Daily. daily. We don't connect with God just at bed before we go to bed. Yeah. I do my morning prayers. I don't just talk to God when I eat. Thank you, Father, take this sickness away from me. Take, Father, bless this food. Bless the hands prepared it. Yeah. I thank you, Father, that their presence of anything, Father, you just take and you bless this food. And, yeah. and then I, I thank you, Father, for all the children in Africa who don't have a thing to eat, you know, because that's how we used to pray in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Right? That's not connecting with God. Connecting with God is getting alone. Getting by yourself and, and talking to God and being bold and saying, God, I thank you, Father, for living in my home and living on the inside of me. I don't just have to wait to get to church. I can start it here right now where I'm at. I don't have to be prescribed medicine. I just need to be prescribed Jesus living on the inside of me. The world needs medication. I, all I need is a connection with you. Amen. So over here, in, in, like I said, over here in uh, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 16, Paul says this. This is a, one of the ways you connect every day with God. Every day. This is how you're going to connect with God. 
do not cease to give thanks. He Paul says, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. You can live a life not ceasing in your prayer life. Not ceasing? What do you mean, not stop? Yeah, not stopping. You can talk to, you, what do you mean? I, when you're driving, do you know, you, how many of you know when you're driving, you can talk to Jesus? Yes. When you're driving in your car, yes. when you're in the shower. Yes. You don't always have to be singing in the shower, Alfonso. <laughs> he goes, Pastor, how did you know these things? It came up at a prayer request, by the way. <laughs> Teasing. So you and I have an option every day to cease not. Yeah. Cease not in our prayer life. Cease not connecting. Yeah. Because the greatest fortification, the greatest inner strength as a believer you'll ever have is, will be the one that connects with God yeah. and says, I'm a, today, Father, I'm going to speak right. to you. Yeah. I'm going to connect to you because right. you are my lifeline. Yeah. Now, you got to be really careful because a lot of people think they're really spiritual. Oh, I'm so spiritual. No, it's not about being how spiritual I am. It's just about, you know, like what Pastor Nancy said. And she goes, you know, the most spiritual people are, most, are the most normal people. Yeah. Yes. Amen. That's right. You don't have to be weird and be spiritual. That's right. I mean, I've known a lot of people that thought, well, you know, we're supposed to be a, a peculiar nation. So they thought, I'm going to start being weird just because, you know, I'm a peculiar person. Yeah. No, that's not what it's talking. It's peculiar to the world when you just serve God and you have your mind. Yes, yes. It's a strange thing when you don't need medication like everybody else needs medication. Yeah. And the doctor looked at me. I remember going to the doctor and he says, are you taking any medication yet? Are you taking any medication? I go, no. How do you? Uh, I'm 53. You don't take any medication. He goes, no. He goes, wow, that's great, man. You're 53 and you've taken no medication. Yeah. 53, I take no medication. He goes, wow. That's, that's, that's pretty wild. Because he's a doctor. What, how many know? He sees a lot of people. You're peculiar because the blood covenant that you have with the Father. You're saved by grace. You have your mind. You're set. You're settled. You're unmoved. When things come your way, you don't, you don't, you don't bat it. You're, you're like a, what they say, a, a West Texas bullfrog in the middle of a, of, a, of, a, of, a, of a monsoon. You're just sitting there like, who cares? Who cares? You don't care about storms. It's just another time for an opportunity for you. You're an eagle. So if you're an eagle and there's a storm, what are you going to do? I'm just going to fly above it. Just gonna fly above it. Enjoy this. Just enjoy this. 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 My life. I'm gonna enjoy what I have. <clears throat> For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. You God has not given you His spirit to go back to old ways of living, to live in fear. Uh, did I say? Oh, I apologize. I just went back to Romans. But let's just go back over here because I think we're. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go back over here. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your standing being enlightened. God wants you to live enlightened. Yes. Yes. The understand, your the eyes of your understanding are being enlightened. Yes. That means you can come to church and you can get it. You can understand why people want to even come to church. Yes. Like, wow, I understand now why they come. Because yes. they're all different. 
they all different over they all they actually talk what they talk they actually pre, they live what they talk they just they don't just preach it they believe it and they live it over at that church that Pedro, he's a nice guy. He actually smiled at me today. I can't, I'm, I'm like, but well, I must be at the right church. Yeah. That Brenda was actually nice to me. She didn't say nothing to me today. She needs to be nicer to her brother, but. <laughs> that you may know what is the hope of his calling. You know, when, when they're baby sisters, they, they, they get a pass. You know, they get a bit of a pass. That you may know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of his glory of his inheritance in the saints? What are the exceeding greatness of his, of his power towards us who believe? Come on, there's power towards you who believe. There's power to you who believe. You're not trying to get power. You have power. You have the flex strength of heaven backing you up. But you got to receive Jesus before you get any of that. Because if you don't receive Jesus, you ain't got nothing. Right. Well, aren't we all just the children of God? No, you ain't. No, no. You got the honky tonk? No. Yeah. Serving the devil? No. Out living the way you used to live? No. Uh-uh. You, you, when you have fellowship with him, that's how you know. You know, we talk every, every day. Every day we talk to each other. Whether I like it or not, we're talking every day. <laughs> By the way, I got a honey, especially when the honeydew list, that's where you're like, that's where you want to blend into the wall. <laughs> Marcus, I need you to do. I don't want to move. I don't, I don't want her to even see me. I don't know if you know, you be married this woman, she don't got, she don't got a honeydew list. She got, she got a, she's got a scroll, honeydew scroll. <laughs> And, and, and one more thing, and one more thing. I go, don't lie to me, woman. I'm, I've known you for close to 30 years. There's never been just one more thing. She says, she's the only person that after, I'm, after I've bought something at the store, as I'm leaving, she will call me. Oh, I need you to get one more thing. I'm like, I've already left the store. She, she, just, she just keeps calling in the requests. I was like, man, she must think I'm Casey Kasem. Some of you, that's, that's only for the, the elect right there. Who here knows who Casey Kasem is? There you go. That's the Bible's elect right there. People who live through some things. If you know who Casey Kasem is, you live through some things. Casey Kasem used to, back in the day before cellular phones and you just had a radio, if you, you had to wait for your favorite song to come up on the radio. That's right. to, to record it on your cassette tape. <laughs> and then they, they would give Casey Kasem and the top 40, you know, you're like, ooh, Casey Kasem. So you'd see, you wanted to hear the, if you see if your song made the top 40. <laughs> and you listened to all the top 40 songs. From, from 40 all the way to number one, who is the top song of the year or the country? <laughs> who are you connecting with? Yeah. You know, we can, we can identify our time period by the things that we've listened to. We can identify our age, our time period, but there's one thing that's completely timeless that we can connect to. And as we connect to, it refreshes 
It renews and it strengthens. What a healing Jesus. What a healing Jesus. He's so good. And so when you read the book of Ephesians, you, you sense a certain lifestyle of how you're supposed to live, of how you're supposed to pray. Right? So anytime you go look at Ephesians 1.16 and you read there and you're like, wow. Man, look at all that I have according to the working of his mighty power, which works in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places for all for above all principalities and power and might and dominion and every name that is named. Not only that, which is it, but he put all things under his feet. He put all things under his feet. Whose feet? But did you know you're the body? You're you're, you're part of the body of Christ. You're part of his body. And if he's put something under his feet, right. he's put it under your feet. He did not call you to live defeated lives. That's right. That's right. So how do we live victorious? Mm-hmm. We call things that be not as though they were. Yeah. We say unto Mark 11, uh, Mark 11, 23, we say in the mountain, be thou removed. And then we, we, see the, we see the fig tree and we curse the fig tree. And we say to the sycamore, be plucked up and be moved. We, 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 we call, like Jesus called Lazarus, and he sighed, Satan, not Satan, Lazarus, rise up. Come forth. That's you. Being with Jesus. The one that lives on the inside of you. Connecting with him. Connecting with, because if you don't connect with him on a regular basis, you'll dry up. That's how you water your soul. If you don't connect with him and all you're doing is connecting with your mind, your soul will dry up. Your spiritual soul will dry up. And then you'll get frustrated. Then you'll get offended. Then you'll get hurt. You know, most offended people get hurt. Just because they, they just oh they only think they knows how to un- intellectualize things. Yeah. They don't know how to really connect with their heart. When you're connected with your heart to the things of God, things don't move you. When you're connected with God, your Father, with your heart, you see First Corinthians thirteen, verse fourteen. You look at those scriptures as not just a command but a lifestyle. You see the commandment of love in the scriptures as a way of really truly being connected through the spirit by the spirit, because you cannot be in any other way or form or fashion without being first connected through love. Mm -hmm. You're motivated. Your, your motivations must be done through love, not out of selfish want, need or gain. A love heart is a connected heart. A love heart is connected to the Father. And when it's connected to the Father, it does not get moved. It does not get offended. It does not. It recognizes when it's starting to dry up because it recognizes, I haven't spent time with the Father today. Oh my gosh, I wish I just missed. I don't want to do that again. What is it? There's a hunger. There's a necessity. There is an urgency. There's like, man, I know when I don't spend my time with God because I feel it. I sense it in my heart. People who are just intellectually connecting, just they don't seem to f- miss it. Yeah. 
and you slowly drift away from the things. And the scripture talks about people just having a form of knowledge, a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. Because all they're doing is just connecting with their intellect. And God is not just interested in connecting with you. He's, in, he's looking for a people to connect with their heart. Yes. Yes. I'm going to say this just in brief about King, so- uh, King Solomon. King Solomon had a relationship with the Father in the very beginning. He connected with God. He said, God says, what do you want? He says, I want wisdom. He got wisdom. He got wisdom. And that made him wealthy. But he failed to connect like Saul. And he connected purely on an intellectual basis, but missed it with his heart and got off. When God told him not to marry somebody, when he got, he connected himself to the world, to, to ungodly relationships, to where he became soulishly connected to the wrong things, he started to drift from God. And then God says, you have married all these wrong women and now you're serving other gods. How does a man who was once serving God, who wrote, who wrote wonderful Psalms, who wrote wonderful Proverbs, end up in a godless state? Because you have to do more than just go be, than, than just live in the intellect. Yeah. You must connect with your heart. God requires us to connect with our hearts. Yeah. Well, I tell you, that's a real heavy revy for some. Because there's only so much of your mind that you can keep feeding yeah. before you dry up. Yeah. Connect with your heart and water your soul. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, I love you all. Yeah. I hope this message blessed you. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to tell you, it's just something that's really been, I notice that the more I spend my time walking around the house, God, how great you are, how wonderful you are. Oh, God, you're just so, I magnify you, Father. The easier it gets, I just want to spend more time in his presence. Yeah. The more time you spend with him, the more time you just can't leave that presence. Yeah. You're like, oh, my goodness, it's already 9 o'clock. I was supposed to get to work a long time ago. The more you connect with your father, the better your life will become. The better it will be. Is there anybody here that needs prayer this morning, this morning, this evening? Before we leave, you need prayer. Pedro? Just stand right there. Stand right. Perfect. Perfect. He needs prayer, right? Right. Yeah. What's his name? Ismael. Ismael. Father. Mama. Have you asked Jesus in your heart? Are you tra- you're interpreting? Have you have you have you asked Jesus in your heart? Do you believe in miracles? See? He, Ismael is a very, very cute boy. <laughs> he looks like he's a sweetheart. And Father, we're going to put our hands on him. The Bible talks about laying hands 
on those who are afflicted, those who are not feeling well or going through things. So we're going to lay hands on Ismail and pray for him. Pastor Lee, will you get me that anointing oil, please? And then when I'm, we're praying for him, I want you to extend your hands and, and be in faith with us. You know, it's not enough for just pastor to pray, but how many of you know God wants to do something for Ismail? Yes. Will you all pray with me and believe for Ismail? Connect with our hearts with the Father, knowing that Father is going to, you know, God loves him more than you love him. He does. I know that's hard to think because you love him so much. But God loves him more. Some people say there's nothing like a mother's love. No, there's nothing greater than the father's love. There's nothing greater than your heavenly father's love. And God loves Ismael. And it's okay. It's okay, sweetheart. I know it's late. So, Father, we speak healing over Ismael. We speak healing over him. And we, we thank you, Father, for his sweet little life. And we thank you, Father, that you guide the surgeon's hands. And I thank you, Heavenly Father, that the works of the enemy that would try to get on him, we speak life to him in Jesus' precious, mighty name. Pastor Melina. Yes, we thank you, Father. The surgery will be sweet and easy. And we thank you for a speedy recovery. The right doctors, the right nurses. And I thank you for the peace of God over mom and her family. In Jesus' in mighty Jesus. name, it'll be a supernatural surgery. Yes. Supernatural and everything, yes. everything, everything will be all right for Ismael. In Jesus' Jesus. mighty name, we thank you, Father, for that supernatural protection and healing and wholeness. Hi. In Jesus' name. Amen. ¿Cómo se llama? Marisol. 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 God loves you, Marisol. Yes. I thank you for the peace over Marisol's heart. Yes. No more fear, Mama. No more fear, Mama. We speak blessings over you. No more sadness. No more tears. No more tears. God will take care of you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Love you, Marisol. <laughs> Don't you just want to kiss those cheeks? Oh my gosh. I'm a sucker for babies, by the way. Might as well just hand in my wallet. Love it. I, I have to be really careful when I see little ones and kids because all of a sudden I can get really like, I remember when I had my young kids. <laughs> And, so, and the Lord put me in check when, I, no, you still got plenty of more years to enjoy. You got grandkids. I was like, yes, I got grandkids to look forward to. I love being a dad. Oh, I love, I love being a father. I love being a pastor. I love loving all you. Amen. So I give you all a great big hug. Father, we just, everyone's all, okay, pastor. Whatever. Father, we just speak blessings over your people. We bless them. We bless their homes. And we thank you, Father, for all your goodness that flows through us. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Before we leave, let's love on one another. And